Hello, Uplovers. We are in the season of bringing humanity into the workplace, and I've got another exciting guest here to speak with us on that topic and beyond. And before I formally introduce you to her, I will share her bio. So battling back from addiction and a federal sentence for drug smuggling to building a booming social enterprise, Comeback Snacks, Emily O'Brien's evolution from convict to entrepreneur is a story about lessons learned, resilience, determination, forgiveness, and how to take a bad situation and turn it into endless positive opportunities. Emily, while in prison with no budget and no access to the internet, began developing Comeback Snacks, which was formerly known as Cons and Kernels, after being inspired by the unique seasonings that her fellow inmates used on their popcorn. Her entrepreneurial spirit has always been strong, having founded a social media business after university. And Emily, using handwritten letters sent via mail, was able to communicate with people who would assist her with market research, branding, and guidance. After her release, she hit the ground running, building her enterprise through offering her popcorn at festivals, shows, events, and networking with local business owners. So Comeback Snacks is now available at major grocers, independent stores, and online real, real retailers across North America, and a new retail location, this is so cool, Emily, at 302 Main Street West, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, which also serves as a storytelling micro-museum of her journey. So Emily uses her business and her voice to advocate for prison reforms and for eliminating the stigma attached to people with prior convictions. She provides ex-convicts and those in need of a second chance, employment, mentorship, and a pathway to greater confidence and new opportunities. Emily works with a number of organizations, including the Elizabeth Fry Society, a not-for-profit social service agency that provides support for women and girls involved in the Canadian justice system. She's also fund raised funds through her business to support great causes like the Young Street Mission to help at-risk youths. Emily was recognized for her efforts at the 2020 YWCA Hamilton Women of Distinction Awards with the Business Leadership and Entrepreneurship Award. She's a sought-after keynote speaker and is paired on Global, CTV, CBC, Vice, SiriusXM, CHCH, and Toronto Star, and much more. And we are lucky enough to have her today at the Up Level Podcast. Welcome, Emily. Thank you for being here Hi. today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, what a journey! What a journey you've been on, my friend. <laughs> still going. And still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. What, what if um? What if anything from from your past, do you want to share with our listeners around really what you've learned about bringing more humanity into the workplace by being incarcerated and then building a business on the inside and then coming out? Um, how do I, how do I even start? Well, because I was incarcerated, um, and I, you know, I, not many people wake up thinking that's ever going to be a part of their life. Um, but I, I grew up in like a pretty, pretty decent neighborhood. You know, I had great parents, um, you know, and I, I did fall into addiction, which knows no bounds. Um, and, but I knew that despite the, the mistake that I made, um, I could rebuild my life because I knew that I had done so many other good things in my life prior to that. Um, and I knew it was 
it wasn't just with one person on this piece of paper, like that said, I was just a criminal, right? Like I knew there was so much more to myself than that. And I was ready to fight for that. And then when I got into prison, I realized, you know, everyone in there had very, very similar thoughts that I did, you know, but we just, we just felt like so excluded from, from society. And so that was when I was like, you know what, in prison, I saw artists, I saw cooks, I saw mothers, um, designers, you know, therapists, right. And so um, I believe that I could prove that people that have been incarcerated are worthy of, of employment um, because we've all been in shitty places in our life. And um, yeah, and, and it's, you always need to like, it's not a handout, it's a hand up, right? And we've all, we've all needed it from time to time. So that's my, it was my lived experience. And that was my reason for, for starting Comebacks Next. And what fortified you to, it sounds like you're really, you had a really strong sense of self. You knew that what had happened didn't define you. And the fact that the way society passes judgments on people that who are incarcerated, you knew that that didn't define you. What fortified you in your younger years so that you had that self-belief, self-trust? Um, I had a, I had a great family. I had a lot of good, good friends too. I mean, I think I was, I was raised in, in an environment where, you know, being a good person was the right thing to do. You know, I think we've also also been selfish in our lives um, because that's just the way we are. Um, but I am, you know, and I was also told that I needed to fix things in my life as well. You know, it's not like I got off scot-free. I was, my parents had really had enough with, with everything at this point. And, um, so yeah, I, uh, I knew that I had to change certain things about myself, but I knew that I could do it. And cause I wasn't going to let this thing get, get away with ruining my life. Um, I just wasn't having it. it wasn't an option. Yeah. Uh, and I'm appreciating like the acknowledgement of the support system that, that you have, that you had, that you knew, okay, well, I've got something to build on and I'm going to resource myself from that pull yeah. myself out of this situation. And what were some of the internal tools or conversations you had with yourself while you were incarcerated that helped you shift things in your life? What were, wait, can you, sorry, can you repeat the Yeah, question? what were some of the internal conversations you had with yourself to make this shift? Um, I think they differently varied from day to day, but I was mad at myself, you know, and when I was mad at myself, I knew, I knew that I've always been like a fighter. And if you fight for something good, then you, you have to be relentless with, with fighting for what, for what you believe in. Just like we're, sometimes we overfocus on fighting for negative reasons. Right. Um, but I knew that I fighting for good was going to make me a lot stronger. And it sounds like too, you took responsibility for your world. You took responsibility for your actions, for your world, for your future, for your, your health. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, it's my house probably still isn't hundred percent, but <laughs> yeah. Well, and when you think about where you are today, leading your business and this enterprise, um, what are some of the leadership qualities you really lean into? Um, I don't know if I, like, if I define myself by having leadership qualities. I mean, I just, I've always been like a lover of life and helping myself and helping, helping myself, helping other people as well um, along the way. Like that kind of 
but the concept that I like to call emotional profit is the joy that you get by helping build others up. So having emotional profit is just as mandatory for me as it is, you know, to build a financial profit for your, for your business. What do you mean by emotional profit? What does that mean? I call it money for the soul. You know, it's when we do like rewarding work that, that helps others, it keeps you motivated. You know, yeah. sometimes if you're just focused on the bottom line and you don't, you know, you become, I I think it's boring, you know, personally. Um, I like to help others grow and I like to see how others can build and that can lead to truly big changes in the world. See, and these are all qualities that when we, when Uplevel talks about bringing humanity into workplace, that's what we're saying. It's like you're putting other people's growth first you're seeing mm-hmm. that they've got the potential and you're supporting them to reach that potential and yeah. you're putting relationship first. And yeah. typically that will lead to a profitable business when you're yeah. investing in people, you're investing in relationships. So yeah, these are, these are the qualities that we really see the organizations that are doing it well, the leaders that are doing it well, that's, that's where they're putting the emphasis relationship first, people first. Yeah. Tell us a bit about, comeback snacks and yeah, a little bit about, you know, how it came together and where you are now with it. Um, well, it, it was, I thought of the idea in prison, right? So I knew that, you know, I had, my, I had very limited resources, um, cause you know, you don't really have the internet, uh, you, but I did have, again, I, I knew that I didn't have limited resources. Like I knew I, that I had myself and I had an, an, un, a, you know, a knack for figuring things out and, and doing research and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I would write articles, I know, on my experience there, I read 82 books, and then I would reach out to the authors who wrote the books. And um, yeah, I would experiment with the recipes inside. And then my now business partner would send me like food trends, like into the prison, like he'd print off stuff on the internet and, and send it into me. And then we kind of did some like logo design back and forth through snail mail. And so then when I kind of, when I got out of prison, I, um, just hit the ground running. Um, but I had the, I had the support of like my, everyone else in there. Like that's when I knew that I was doing something really good. And what's the mission behind comeback snacks? Uh, is fair chance employment. Um, and it's reducing stigma around incarceration. Absolutely. And when you are selling it into the retailers and different like distributing channels, how responsive are the people that you work with to that mission and to your story? I think in the beginning, people were like, oh, I don't know, but I was like, this is going to work. And so in the beginning, there was like a lot of, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Um, they thought I'd just be like this little popcorn girl with like a little popcorn stand, you know, but it's <laughs> much more it's than like that. Popcorn business doing. <laughs> like, like it's, it's good. We're actually in 700 stores. And so I think, you know, it's, the foundation of the mission or sorry, the mission is like, you know, directly related to, to my experience in prison, but like we've all made mistakes in our lives. And I think because I can make it relatable to so many people, um, you know, I've had parents reach out to me, um, people that I've gone through other horrific things in their life, um, and just needed to come back. So that's why we changed the name. It used to be called cons and kernels, the company, but then I was like, I don't want to alienate us even more, you know, so comeback snacks is actually more universal. And that's another really important piece you're bringing up around the language that's used that will allow for more humanity. So when you think about 
rehabilitation, folks that are coming from the inside out, what, and if an organization is um, looking to hire them, like what kind of language should people be practicing around rehabilitation? So I know language has been uh, like a, an important, I, for me, this is just my personal story, but I like make, I like kind of saying, oh yeah, I'm a convict, you know, like I, I know there are, there are some terms that have kind of come out lately and but I was like, I'm not, I, I don't want to sugarcoat something, right? Like I broke the law and I was an inmate. Yes, I was, right? And so I think sometimes when you actually, when I'm blunt about something, um, I kind of just take power back. Um, but I know like, obviously it's not the case case for everyone. But um, so, you know, I think if someone comes out and they're like, I was in prison and I was or incarcerated. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough question. Cause like my, my perspective is just like a bit different. You're, well, you're, this is, there's a lot for us to learn from your perspective. It's um, language is powerful and it doesn't have to define us. Is yeah. it, That's kind of what I'm hearing you say. And it's also um, it's important to know, you know, I've been talking to some formerly incarcerated people who, yeah, they're, they are specific on the language that they're using, right? And so it, it it's more of a preference thing. So I think for organizations who are opening up to hiring formerly incarcerated people, that's an important conversation for them to have with the individuals that they're talking to. What is yeah. your preference around the language? Um, but I love your perspective. I think it's it's fresh <laughs> and like you're owning it. You know, you've you've incorporated it into your into your brand. And I think it's one of the reasons why your story and your your business is so successful because it's so authentic. You are so authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. another important quality of a leader who is bringing humanity into the workplace. There's a way that you're leading from your heart. You know, you're not sugarcoating things like you said, you're not putting on a pretense. Like you're this is who I am. Love me or yeah. leave me. Yeah, yeah exactly. When you think about the future of work and like your business included, what's your vision? What do you want to see happen in the workplace? Um, I think like obviously there are some 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 jobs that you know don't like the sector checks are just you you have to have them, right? For like kids and, and schools and stuff like that. And um, and depending on like the nature of the offense, everything like that, because sometimes people do w will reoffend, and it's like a chemical thing, and in your in your mind, right? So it's a uh, sometimes there isn't a cure for for that that stuff. Um, so I think with some section some sectors, um, do they still should have them? But I also think that like job applications should be way just way more simple. You know, um, I'm actually working with a company called Spotwork right now, and they work with all these, all these employers. Um, they actually got a bunch of funding from the government to make, if someone wants to work that day and then they're, they, they just fill out this little form, like a small form and then they go like, and so it's really cool. And then it's like, it has finds jobs that are like in your area, um, like on demand, um, well, without all the rigorous background stuff. It's like an Uber for, uh, for work. Yeah. 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 Like, a, yeah, like a Uber eats for work. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, so we're working to like break down some of the the barriers for for folks to get into the to just to make a living. Like let's let's yeah. make it easier. Let's make it more accessible. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, and that's definitely part of the like 
a theme we've heard in in this series is that there's a there's a desire for there's a request to organizations to think about how do you make your workforce more accessible to formerly incarcerated folks or folks that haven't had access to certain things that like education or um yeah might have a track record that yeah yeah and i think like even like even working with someone who has who has an addiction you know that might be helpful for, for helpful for that because they they do want to come to work but uh, then if they find themselves stuck in that a period of use using you know at least like the employer knows about it right and it's like okay yes. right and so it's not it's not something that's shamed really as as much as hopefully it won't be as kind of shamed because we're all addicted to something right we are all addicted to something there's no doubt about that and i think that's a really important point is part of restoring humanity in the workplace is bringing our full self and there we all have addictions like you said and some more like get in the way of maybe the the daily function than others however what would it mean if workplaces had more capacity and better resource to support humans in whatever process and stage they're in so that we can all contribute yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. You're bringing a lot of new insights into this conversation, oh, Emily O'Brien. Um, if you were to now just take that same question, but we apply it to comeback snacks, what's your high dream? What's your vision for your mission and what you've created? Um, I want to be able to hire as many people as I can. So eventually, like right now we've like a shared factory or right now I just want to have my I want to hopefully maybe able to have my own and have like, you know, one in one in the U S and then have people that can go and, and work there. And then I can, I want, I want to also um get like a fund going, like a venture capital fund, maybe down the line somewhere where I can, because when you also, when you start a business, like it's very hard, if you have um a record, it's very hard for you to get certain grants and stuff. Like you're just like excluded. So, but I also think that there's tremendous entrepreneurship um inside inside the prison walls as well you know people are very creative and if you know you get caught for selling drugs well then you're you're an entrepreneur right yep. <laughs> and it's just you can just apply those some, same skills to a different business and yeah. so I want to be able to be able to fund some of those that's brilliant what would the fund be called the comeback fund maybe yeah yeah, yeah. Straight out of the slammer grants <laughs> I love it I love it <laughs> Well, this has been insightful. Um, just any any final words you want to share to our listeners? Um, I think, yeah, if you're an employer, um, give that one person a chance. And if you're coming out of prison, believe in yourself. Um, because I believe in everyone that's listening to this podcast. And I also believe that everyone deserves a second chance or even a fair chance at, at creating a life for themselves. And now that's bringing humanity into the workplace by Emily. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you. For, and where can people find you and what specific stores can we buy? Come back snacks in. So if you're in the U S uh, we can ship directly through our website. Um, and then also on our website, um, do you, where are the listeners by the way? Are they kind of all over? They're global. global. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah, we don't ship across the, across this ocean yet, but yeah. In the yeah US, it's coming. Our website. coming. Yeah, coming yeah, through our website online, um, and then in Canada, if you also go on our website, there's a locations tab that says the stores, 
that we're in in Canada. So yeah, but check out the website, have a, have a read and order some popcorn and you'll know that you're su supporting fair chances. And also if you're looking for an event speaker in your workplace, yeah. um, Emily is also offering that. Obviously you've heard she has an incredible story plus knowledge to share. So yeah. uh, check, check her website out for that as well. Awesome. Thank, Thank you for being with us today. You have inspiration.